0: Hey everyone, I'm Thanos Davelis, and welcome back to The Greek Current, a podcast by the Hellenic American Leadership Council and Kathy Merini, where we highlight the top stories of the day every afternoon with analysis from guest experts, policymakers, journalists, and health staff. While the latest polls in Greece show the ruling New Democracy Party maintaining a double-digit lead over opposition party Syriza, they also point to an impressive increase in support for the center-left Movement for Change, or KINAL. Over the last months, KINAL has been able to attract frustrated moderate voters from both New Democracy and Syriza raising questions for both major parties. Expert Panos Koliastasis joins the Greek Current to explain what the rise in popularity of Kinal means for Greece's political scene and explores whether its growing popularity is going to stick or if it's a temporary bubble. We also look at what these latest polls tell us about the key issues Greeks are concerned about. Panos Koliastasis holds a PhD in political science from Queen Mary University of London and works as a teaching fellow at the Hellenic Open University. He's also the author of The Permanent Campaign Strategy of Prime Ministers in Parliamentary Systems, The Case of Greece. Panos, welcome onto the Greek Current Podcast. It's great to have you with us.
1: Thank you for inviting me.
0: Panos, what do these polls tell us about Greece's political scene?
1: It seems that, as you said, the ruling party, New Democracy, is leading the polls, and it seems quite likely that it will rank first in the upcoming elections. Though also Syriza, the former governing party, it seems to have stagnated in the area of twenty of the public in the recent polls. Actually, in all the opinion surveys from July 2019 until nowadays, it seems that Syriza is around in the area of over 20% of the public. And also, Kinal has risen in the polls, especially after the election of its new leader, Nikos Androulakis, in December 2021. And it seems to, first of all, There is a clear trend for Kinal, and it seems quite likely that it will rank third, for sure, in the upcoming elections. Though it has narrowed the distance from Syriza, and at the moment it seems that it emerges as a strong competitor also for the second position in the upcoming polls.
0: Pano, what explains the rise in popularity of Kinal over these last months? And in your view, is this support going to stick or is it a temporary bubble?
1: Well, first of all, I think there's a number of reasons. The first reason is related to the leadership change. So far, we know that every time that political party changes leadership, it sees its polling numbers to rise after this leadership change. The second one is that Lakis is coming from the new generation of PASOK. He's young, he's uh, politically inexperienced, meaning that he has not served in a government as a minister in the previous years. And I think that this feature triggers a political expectation for the public and for a number of voters. But also there are political reasons, Uh, Related first to the cost of ruling for new democracy. As we know, usually incumbent parties incur a political cost for being in office. So, after three years of governance, it is quite reasonable that uh, new democracy seems to suffer some polling losses for the time being, and it is expected that it will suffer some electoral losses in the upcoming elections. So there are voters mostly coming from the middle ground who feel probably a bit frustrated with the current government and they're looking for an alternative. So it seems, according to the polls, that 3% of the former New Democracy voters have shifted to Kinal. On the other side, as we said, Syriza... Has seen its polling numbers decline since the previous elections. In July 2019, it received around 31.5 of the vote. And now in the polls, it receives around 23-24%. So there is a significant number of its supporters that they may feel distanced from the party. And a part of them, around 3% of the electorate, have also shifted. To Kinal. That's why we've seen Kinal to have reached 14% in the voting intention figure in the most recent polls.
0: Given this rising popularity and Kinal's ability as a center left and pro European party to attract these middle ground voters, how do you see both of the main parties, Syriza and New Democracy, trying to address this issue?
1: I think the strategy of Syriza is clear. He has adopted a confrontational strategy against new democracy, the ruling party, aiming to polarize the political battle, the political contest. And by polarizing the political contest, it attempts to exert pressure on Kinal in order to limit its appeal to the middle ground voters. That's why also Strybrist has called for an early election. It argues that there is a social demand for early election and he is trying to express this demand. On the other hand, New Democracy is not quite clear yet its strategy. We have seen some indication about it, two main indications. The first one is that Mitsotaki is trying to project Kinal and Syriza as the two parts of the same center-left group. And I think this message is related to his main electoral strategy which is to achieve in the upcoming elections a vote, sir, in order to command an absolute parliamentary majority and being able to form a single-party government. So I think what the message of Mitsotakis implies is that if you vote either for Kinal or Syriza, this vote will be wasted because it will deprive new democracy from commanding an absolute parliamentary majority and thus single-party government, which in turn lead to a political instability. So this, I think, is the main strategy of Mitsotakis. And by applying this strategy, he's trying also to exert pressure to Kinal as well. And I think that this kind of strategy seems to target more precisely the centrist voters. Because as we know, in the previous elections in 2019, Mitsotakis dominated the middle ground voters his party is a catch-all party, which means that his electoral base consists of not only uh, right-wingers and center-right voters, but also centrist voters. And this part of his electoral base needs to be maintained in order for him to achieve a re-election.
0: Bana, elections in Greece are scheduled for 2023. But as you mentioned, you know, Syriza is pushing for early elections. We've seen these polls And we saw the vote of confidence that took place in Greek parliament as well. Do you think we're entering a protracted pre-election period right now?
1: You know, actually, I have a view that governments, uh, not only in Greece, but also in the U.S. and elsewhere, are in a permanent campaign throughout their tenures. So I think that protracted election campaign is already here. But, of course, we are around 18 months ahead of the official schedule of the election, so it seems quite reasonable to assume that there is a protracted election campaign. As you know, polls in Greece and of course in other countries are published every week. So these kind of publications and information contribute to a permanent election campaign climate.
0: We've seen centre left parties re emerge in Europe, most notably in Germany during its latest elections. Is the reemergence of Kinal part of a broader European trend, in your opinion?
1: It might be. I'm not quite sure yet, because, you know, during the crisis of the previous decade, Kinal, the former PASOK that now is called Kinal, has shifted to the middle ground, to the center of the political scene, which means that even if Kinal project itself as a social democratic party or a center-left party, it seems that voters, or in general public opinion considers Kinal mostly as a centrist party rather than a traditional socialist or social democratic party. But, okay, still, if we consider the ideological and political terms in a a typical way, yes, I think that to some extent the rise of Kinal is related to the rise of the center-left in certain parts of Europe.
0: What else do these latest polls tell us about public sentiment in Greece, whether it's about the handling of the latest snowstorm that shut down Athens and large parts of the country, you know, the pandemic, or the handling of the economy?
1: According to the polls, it seems that the two most significant issues for the public are the economy and the pandemic crisis. To some extent, these two issues are strongly linked because the pandemic crisis has generated also an economic crisis or in general economic problems. So, I think that these two issues may define to a greater degree than other issues the political trends and the polling figures for the three main contenders I mean, New Democracy, Syriza, and Kinal. I think what we need to take into consideration is that first, New Democracy, that won the previous election, came in office by giving four certain electoral pledges cutting taxes attracting foreign investment, restoring public safety, and limiting the migration flows. So in order to be re-elected, it has to deliver on its electoral promises in order to maintain the trust of its electoral base. Now, of course, apart from these four issues, there are other events, as Harold Macmillan once said, that dominate the political agenda. And these events are a number of crises. The pandemic crisis, the foreign policy crisis, meaning the Greek-Turkish relations, uh, the migration crisis, crises related to climate change, like the recent snowstorm or forest fires in the summer. So, so far, the Mitsudakis government has performed well in the handling of the aforementioned crisis. In the latest crisis, however, it seems that it didn't perform so well. I mean, the recent poll published by Pulse suggests that around 7 in 10 respondents evaluate negatively the performance of the government. That's why New Democracy saw its polling precedents fall by 2% compared to last December. But I think that, of course, crises play a role. And from now on, Every crisis will impose higher political cost to the government, if, of course, fails again to handle it effectively. However, to the extent that the government has maintained its credibility to its core supporters, to those voters who voted for it in the previous election, I think that ranking first in the upcoming elections would be the most likely scenario. What is questionable, for the time being, is whether it will achieve to win an absolute parliamentary majority and form a single-party government. But this is also related to the electoral system. I don't know if you want to go into that.
0: Pano, let's get into that. What calculations are running through, you know, Mitsotakis' mind, looking ahead at these elections, and how will it influence that strategy in terms of New Democracy's goal to get that absolute parliamentary majority?
1: Mitsotakis has already stated that if he fails to achieve an absolute parliamentary majority in the first election under the electoral law of proportional pure proportional representation he will not seek to form a coalition with another party but he will call a second snap poll which it will be conducted under the new electoral law of reinforced proportional representation according to which the first party is granted with a 50 seats bonus which will allow it probably to command an absolute majority. Of course, according to the new law, the 50 bonus seat is allocated only if the first party wins 40% of the vote. If it wins less, then the bonus will be smaller. So if we have this in mind, then I think we can understand his strategy towards both Kinal and Syriza.
0: Panos, thanks for joining us on The Greek Current. It was great speaking with you. Thank you very much. In other news, Turkey and Ukraine signed a free trade agreement on Thursday and finalized a deal for Ukraine to manufacture Turkish armed drones in a show of cooperation between the two countries as Russia continued to mass troops on Ukraine's borders. Ukrainian President Zelensky on Thursday welcomed an offer from visiting Turkish President Erdogan to mediate an Ukraine standoff with Russia, and Erdogan promised to do whatever he could to end the crisis peacefully. Turkey has good ties with Ukraine and Russia, but has said it would do what is necessary as a NATO member if Russia invades. According to Reuters, Turkey has opposed the sanctions threatened by other NATO members in the event of a Russian military incursion. Finally, Greece plans to repay more than €7 billion in loans from the IMF and Eurozone partners in the next two months, paying down the rest of the IMF funds it borrowed to prevent bankruptcy during the financial crisis, two officials said. The officials who spoke on condition of anonymity told Reuters on Thursday that the Treasury would repay €1.8 billion in IMF loans ahead of schedule the last batch of a total 28 billion euros the IMF provided in two bailouts between 2010 and 2014. In addition, it would repay some 5.3 billion euros in loans from Greece's Eurozone partners expiring in 2022 and 2023 by the end of the first quarter. That wraps up today's episode of The Greek Current. Thanks for tuning in.